So just continue to remove yellows from the rings. Talk about hitting on the nose and trying to win it right here. Skip Stones here in the 10th. It might only take this one. Gushu. One, two, and bronze for Canada. Just a great finish this game. Brad Gushu making a fantastic double for the blank in the seventh end, and it was all Team Canada after that. Happy 32nd birthday to Brett Gallant. You know, Brad Gushu is one of those, those athletes that made the list that went on the door. World Junior Champion, Czech. Represent Canada at the Olympics. Czech. Win Olympic gold, check. Now there's room for another entry. Well, good afternoon, good morning, and good evening, wherever you are, curling fans. Uh, boy, I sound like the great Al Michaels. You know, do you believe in miracles? Uh, not so much for, for Canada, this Olympics. Uh, this is our special episode of Daily Draw for Friday, February 18th. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. We've been doing this each and every day during the games in Beijing, and uh, today is no exception. Kevin and Warren have been doing yeoman's work. This show, by the way, fellas, and the good listeners you should know, it's coming to you from Vancouver, Edmonton, Toronto, and Sarasota, Florida today. Okay? The, the, the length we go to to bring you curling. Don't forget Stanford, Connecticut. Okay. and St- exactly. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, so Vancouver, Edmonton, Toronto... Sarasota and Stanford, five different places. Oh, my. <laughs> we should just end the show right there. How's that for the effort? We're going to keep doing it till, till I guess, Monday will be our, our last update, and we'll do a wrap-up. Thanks a lot to CoolBet uh, for sponsoring this. They're sponsor everything curling and, frankly, all things ice-related. Uh, the logo's a polar bear, after all. If you love sports, make sure you join the thousands of people already enjoying life inside the CoolBet community, and this thing has caught fire. Uh, that people love this, and uh, I, I love a little action on the game. So uh, this has been fantastic. And we're going to talk to the guy in charge of Cool Bet uh, later on in the show. Uh, this is the 10th day. Kevin, uh, are you okay? You you actually have been up all night, haven't you? I, I have. I uh, I got up. My alarm went off at 10 o'clock last night, and I uh, just, just walked back into the hotel. So we called games all night, and here we are, ready to rock and roll. You know, Kev, you know Warren, Warren, you probably, uh, we've never asked you, but... I'm sure in your day with Heck Gervais, there had to be a few draws, Warren, that you had to hit the ice after being up all night. Well, I certainly know he did. <laughs> 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 when, when he got away on us, which happened on occasion, uh, he did a couple of times make it straight from wherever he was to, to the curling facility. So, yeah. Hector did. Yeah, you're not. If you're any sort of athlete, you're not worth your weight in salt until you've stayed up all night to have to play a, another game. Uh, so, tenth day of action for men's and women's four-person curling at the 2022 Games. Of course, yesterday in Beijing, the men's bronze medal game was played. Uh, you probably know what's happened by then, but if not, well, we're going to give you an update on that. Uh, that was between Canada and the U.S. The semifinal in the women's side featured Switzerland and Japan. And the other one was involving Sweden and Great Britain. Kevin, uh, I know you're not losing track of the games you've covered, but uh, you bring us up to date on that. You covered the bronze medal game. Yeah, what a great game between uh, Canada and the U.S. Everybody's looking forward to it, of course. Two veteran skips. Both teams have 
won gold medals at the Olympic Games before, so you know it's going to be a, a heck of a battle, and it was. Brad Gushu came out of the shoot really well and grabbed a quick deuce. Then a couple of singles. The U.S. comes back with two in the fourth to tie it up. In the fifth, U.S. allowed Brad, you know he's going to try to get a blank in five, so he can have hammer in six, eight, and ten. Standard Gushu-type practice. But Brad, on his last one, open, peel, just blanket, nosed it. So then all of a sudden, he's one up, but he's given the hammer to the U.S. in six and supposedly eight and ten. So in six, uh, U.S. get a deuce. So now they're one up with even ends, like it's a dream situation. In seven, the U.S. are lying one in the top eight foot, with a chance to go into the four-foot circle, and you know you can't get the rocks anywhere near each other, or Brad will have a go at the blank. And sure enough, comes up a little light into the top 12-foot, and it's, there's a super difficult potential around the horn to blank. Brad takes it on, and he makes it, and that, to my mind, it was probably the winning shot of the game. He makes that blank. You know, I think that Schuster didn't have to go to the forefoot and try to steal a point. Just throw one to the open side. Brad draws for one, but then you've got hammer and eight. But he ends up allowing the blank in seven. Sure enough, Canada gets a deuce in eight and then steals two more in nine. Chris Plies missed uh, three of his last four shots in the bronze game. So it was troublesome. No question about that. To be even more exact, actually, Chris missed four of his last six. So that was just too much. And 8-5 to five final Canada. Big congratulations to Brad Gushu and his team for getting on the podium, which is a huge, huge thrill. So as we know, that's Canada's only medal. Uh, Kev, we've been, Kevin Warren, we've been talking for many, many months now that, uh, you know, they got skin in this game now, the rest of the other countries. It's not a, it's not a shoe-in for Canada. Do we, do we come away from this Olympics, Warren, saying, this is the game changer, how the other countries did and how we did not do. Well, I think the game changer started a long time ago. As you recall, 2018, Canada did not medal either. And we haven't done all that great, particularly in the women's side at the world level since then. So, I mean, Canada's got to, I think, uh, readjust and reassess the entire setup situation, everything they're doing. But uh, be interested to see if that happens. But I, I think Canada can be uh, still very dominant, but I think some things are going to have to change for that to happen. Right. What game did you do? The women's semifinal. I did the Japanese-Switzerland game. Kevin did the basketball game on ice. Uh, <laughs> but the Japanese-Switzerland game was an interesting one as well. I'll, I'll start at the fifth end because after the fourth, Swiss were leading 2-1. to one. But in the fifth, Alina Pats wrecks on a front guard, leaves Japan a possible double for four. But Suzuki Fujiwawa executes a perfect double, scores four, and earns a 5-2 to two lead. At the halfway point, the Swiss third and skip were not playing very well, but on the Japanese side, they were averaging 92%. So they were they were cooking. In the sixth end, Pats has a potential double to count as many as three, but the shot doesn't come up. She takes out one of these Japanese counters, but the Japan team still steals one and goes in front six to two. In the seventh, Japan makes a number of half shots, leaves Switzerland an open hit for three, and bingo. This time, Pats makes it perfectly, and now the Japanese lead by one, six to five. In the eighth, Japan is left with a draw to the, at least the eight foot, looking at a Swiss counter. Makes it. Score is now seven to five, Japan. In the ninth, Pats is left with a difficult come around tap back for two. Makes contact with the Japanese stone, removes the shot rock, but rolls too far and still gets one. However, the score is now seven to six, Japan, going into the last end. In the tenth, Pats with her last buries as well as she can behind a guard. Is about a foot off center. Fujisawa 
is left with a draw to the forefoot that she hangs just on the back of the four a few inches farther, and they would not have uh, made the, the count and wouldn't have got the 8-6 win. Game was well played by Japan. Their team average was 89%. Not so good for the Swiss. Pats and Terrazzoni at third and skip averaged only 74%, and uh, that was the difference in that game. However, there was another game on the ice that Kevin was covering, and uh, what a score. 11-11. 11-11. Tell us about that one. <laughs> yeah, it was chaos. But I do want to have a quick shout-out to J.D. Lind. He's been running the, the program over in Japan for quite some time. A guy out of Calgary, a really nice fella, a really good curler in his own right, but he's really built that program. So congratulations, J.D. Lind, on getting that program built and uh, Satsuki Fujisawa and company getting into the gold medal game. Huge, huge accomplishment for Japan. Uh, the ratings uh, for the final are going to be absolutely astronomical, which is fantastic for our sport. Okay, let's talk about uh, Swedish-Great Britain game. First end, Great Britain, they didn't hardly make any shots. The guard was made, and then two other shots in the entire end. There were five zeros and gave up a four-ender to start the game. So you think, oh, well, that was fun. Game's over. Well, it wasn't quite over. Great Britain got three back in the second end. Four, Sweden to a single. So now it's only five to three after three. Great Britain gets one back and they steal one in the fifth. So at, at the halfway point, it's five, five. It's a gong show. <laughs> in six, uh, Hasselborg has a, uh, a, a nose hit with hack for three, but elects to just play the pick, which is quite easy to pretty much guarantee yourself a deuce. So she took it. Eve makes a beautiful hit and roll in behind a couple of staggered rocks on the side, Anna goes to make a nose-hit double, a tough shot, doesn't quite make it, it's a deuce back, a force in eight by Sweden, and then the ninth end, an amazingly complex four-foot mess, uh, Eve Muirhead makes an outturn angle raise slash for four to go three up wow. coming home, so now it's over again. So early in the game, it was over for Sweden, now it's over for Great Britain, and the field goal kickers are sharp today. Coming home, <laughs> coming home, if you can imagine, there's only two rows. There's a, a guard and two Swedish stones in the house and a couple of kickers. Peel the guard. Nope. Here we go. Great Britain comes around, ends up not quite making it perfect, and a couple of great shots later, it's a three ball. So now we're going an extra end, for goodness sakes. There's been two fours scored, two threes, Two twos oh, cool. and four ones going into the extra end. Oh, it was crazy, Jimmy. At the highest scoring game in Olympic uh, curling history, uh, 11-11, and Great Britain in the end. Doesn't have to throw her last one. Anna overcurled on her freeze attempt. 12-11, Great Britain is going to the gold medal game. Eve Muirhead. Very, very happy for her. She's been f- trying for a long time to get to that gold medal game. And after winning, she's got a bronze in, I believe it was Sochi, where she got the bronze. But now here she is, guaranteed silver, but fighting for gold. It's going to be a great final. I'm really happy for both Fujisawa and Mirhead. And I took the over, by the way. <laughs> a boy, Jim. Good call. You, you were due. <laughs> Crystal will be very proud of me. For People are going to start listening to me. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I, tr- I tried to get away with that. You wouldn't let it slip by. It weren't. Um, so curling now has turned into six-point touchdowns, if they convert it. Okay, now, some of them are going to go for the two-point conversion. You know, all that being said, Kev, I, I kind of like it. I kind of like it with a bunch, a bunch of messy points. 
Uh, what do you think? Are you okay with it or not? Oh, sure. It was really entertaining. We had some good laughs in the booth where you have to push the cough button because uh, it was just it was just so crazy. All the big scores and it was just wonderful from a fan's point of view or for us in the booth calling the games. You know, it's ought to be driving the coaches crazy. Like Wayne Madaw must have been losing his mind trying to coach it. But but what the heck? It was and on JD Lynn. Yeah, I'm sure they're scratching their head, but all good. Tie game, extra end, wonderful stuff. I can imagine the poor coach going on the ice going, okay, here's how I'm going to coach you. Don't give up four, okay? Do not give up four this end. Okay, boys, all that being said, I missed yesterday, so I don't know how you did yesterday, but what's your update? How did you guys do on picking games? I won yesterday. Oh, finally, Hanson, finally, because you were going to be on the way out. And we're going to win again today. Okay, Kevin, let's hear your picks. So I did really good. There are three games, USA-Canada. I took USA. Wrong. I took Swiss to beat Japan. Wrong. I took Sweden to beat Great Great Britain. Wrong. Uh, I believe I did a Jimmy. I've got 0-3. I, I couldn't have been worse. I might as well have just picked him out of a hat. Yeah, thanks for dropping in. I love your wrong call now. It's going to, you know, when we do this, because we got this, this deal with cool, but it's going to be a gong now, Kevin. So because you're going to go wrong, <laughs> wrong, wrong. Yeah, it's going to be that. Uh, okay, Hanson. You got the floor here. You got the floor. Let's hear it. I was just one better, and I was watching that game last night between Canada and the USA for the first four or five ends, and half shot, half shot, half shot, Gushu one after another. I'm going, oh, my God, the USA is probably going to win this. Anyway, I did pick Canada, so I got that one right, and I don't think anybody else would have would have picked other than Switzerland to beat Japan and Sweden to beat Great Britain, but it didn't turn out that way. And, well, the first time this week, we were both wrong on those ones, so... I'm one and two, and Kevin is zero oh and three. So you, but you, you were letting on like you crushed him. Okay, you just won one more game. You know, pipe down over there, Hanson. Two pipe days down. in a row, I won. For God's sake, Jim, you, <laughs> you did, you did. Okay, there you go, boys. Now listen to this. We get a lot of input on this uh, on our Facebook page. Uh, before the Olympics, Canada made a decision that Canadian curlers in four-person curling could not play in the mixed doubles, but other nations allow their curlers to play in both. Two of the most notables to play were Bruce Mowat and Swedish third Oscar Eriksson. So both of them have made it to the medals uh, on the four-person side, and Oscar actually won a bronze at the mixed doubles. It certainly didn't impact uh, Mowat and Eriksson in a negative way. So, Kev, what are your thoughts on this? I I know we had Ben Hebert on earlier in the week, and he was very outspoken to go, no, no, if I'm on a four-person team, I'm not letting my guys guys do the four-person What are your thoughts on all this, Kev? Well, at Ben's age, he's probably right. As you get older, it'd be hard to do both. But when... uh, (laughs) You're going to pay for that one. (laughs) But uh, I don't think it's impacted Mr. Mowat uh, or Mr. Erickson or Jennifer Dodds, for that sake. She's in the final too. So there's absolutely no reason whatsoever that Canadian curlers shouldn't be able to play in both. I think it's been totally proven now. I don't know how you could possibly argue it. Out of the four teams in the gold medal games, there is was only one female that played both, and that's Jennifer Dodds. She's in the final. And then two of the male players are in the gold medal game. So obviously that it just doesn't make any sense. If you happen to have a Gretzky, now you got Oscar Erickson, who's one of the best curlers in the world, and Bruce Mallett, who's arguably the best curler in the world, if you happen to have those guys in your country, let them play. And, and Jennifer Dodd's great sweeper, 
you know, put on a show. I don't know. To me, it, it just doesn't make any sense. If you've got players of that caliber and they're good enough to play them both, why not pick up the extra medals? Why not? Yeah. You, you mentioned Gretzky. You're right. You know, Gretz always used to go, to, just put me in. Just put me in. Yeah, put me in again. Put me in again. Put me in again. You know, so <laughs> uh, good point by you. What do you. What do you think, Warren? I mean, you're the guy who invented all this stuff, so. I agree with Kevin fully. Uh, I mean, I look at other sports, tennis, I look in the Olympics, the events like speed skating, and they're playing in different aspects, uh, runners, track and field athletes. I, I think it's uh, crazy to not allow people to participate if they're good enough and if they want to do it. And we've proven the factor here with three out of four that played both ways have made it to the gold medal round. So that proves that it's not going to have a big impact on your performance in four person, I don't think. And there's another interesting thing will happen tomorrow as well. For the first time in Olympic history, curling Olympic history, a curler will win two medals in one Olympics, and that'll be Oscar Erickson, who won a bronze in mixed doubles, and he's going to get either a silver or a gold out of four persons. So that'll be another first tomorrow. Well, maybe what we should do is go to Curling Canada and go, you know what? We're insisting that everyone plays mixed doubles, okay? It's working for everybody else. Good stuff. So now the moment we've been waiting for, uh, if you've been listening to this show, uh, Coolbet came on board uh, with us to sponsor. It's been a lot of fun. But no one ever thought, you know, the, all the traditional sports, of course, have been, you know, taking action for, for years and years about this. But Coolbet stepped up, and now you can bet on curling games. And uh, the guy whose idea this was with a bunch of other people, who is the country manager for Coolbet, Chris Abbott joins us. How are you, Chris? I'm doing very well, guys. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. I mean, you've had a star-studded guest list, and I'm, I, I do this. I seem to do this wherever I go. I just sneak in and, and make myself a part of it. So I appreciate it. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what. I love that. I love your business card, country manager. That's a strong title. I I, I like that. You look like uh, Dana White there, doesn't he, you guys? You know the guy who runs that. Yeah, you got that look to you. There's a lot of us big guys with big heads and no hair and a gray beard. I, uh, <laughs> so yesterday I was told I look like Andrew Whitworth from the LA Rams, who won player of the year sure. the, or man of the year in the NFL. I've gotten Jay Glazer, who's also an NFL broadcaster. Yeah, there's a lot of us with the, with this look. Listen, when you don't have a lot to work with, you just got to you got to go with it. You got to get the, the shaved bald head. You got to get the beard yep. and uh, and hope that people uh, yeah confuse you for somebody else. Well, there you go. You you are now mine and Kevin's best friend, okay? Because uh, Hanson gets to look, look at him, okay? You, got the, you look like a chia pet, Hanson. You got so much hair. I'm the only one who owns a comb. I know, I know you are. Uh, Chris, we won't keep you too long. Um, this was totally interesting that, um, you know, that, that curling now is taking action, that you can bet on curling. I love it. Uh, I've always said, you know, it's, it, you know, it's always a lot more fun to have a f- couple of bucks when you play golf and to watch sports. You know, to, to be able to have, you know, have a little fun and put some money down. I understand, Chris, when this started, the viewership of the games uh, skyrocketed. Six or 7,000 people, I remember, looking at these games and placing bets. Who came up with the idea, Chris, to look at this and say, okay, we, we got to be able to uh, bring in curling for this like every other sport? Well, it's existed um, in Europe for a long time. You know, we've had uh, a guy with our company, uh, European, he's in Poland, and he's he's well up on the the world championships and the European championships, and they've offered odds on this for years and years and years. Uh, in Canada, it's it's you know the whole industry is is lagging behind, but um, you know it was it was you know NFL, MLB, you know the major sports, NHL, of course. Um, but but we saw definitely a, a, a desire for curling, and curling's made for betting. 
Um, you know, people like to bet hole by hole in golf. You can bet end by end in curling. It's a, it's a great TV sport, as you guys already know. So, you know, it's the, and the exposure. I mean, for the big events, it dominates television in our country. So why wouldn't you add in the, you know, the aspect of betting? So I'll tell you a little quick story. My first experience with betting curling didn't happen at a sports book at all. It was at the Remax Center, the St. John's Curling Club. It was the end of year fun spiel. And uh, happened to be pals with uh, Jamie Korab. And Jamie was playing the game of ends, which was my first introduction to that. Which, for people who don't know, they, they a deck of cards and, and you get a number, a uh, red or black card. And then if, if the, the, the corresponding color, you know, uh, matches the number on your card, you got to buy a round of beer for everybody. So I was really lucky or unlucky on my first night there. And I had to buy a lot of beer. And I was like, man, this is, this is exciting. And, and, you know, fast forward a few years later, um, that was one of the things that drove me to think, you know, this, this is a fun game to bet on. And people are into it. And, and you can live and die with every shot. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun. What's interesting to me, because I do like the action, um, how do you come up with the odds for all this stuff? I mean, I know the over-unders were 12. Uh, that, if you bet over the whole week, you probably did well. Betting per end, uh, setting these odds. How, who does it for you? Sure. So um, we set out once we decided we were going to really get involved in curling to to find somebody who had a math and statistics background, also had a curling background. So we ended up hiring Matthew Hall, who is a former junior champion, plays with the uh, with the Cam Rink uh, here in Ontario, we're university champion. So Matt's got a stats degree, obviously a curling interest. Um, and he actually came to us when we started offering odds and said, you know, you can do better than, than what you're doing. And, and to be honest, the first event that we did, we kind of got exposed because people in the know knew when we had mistakes up there. So, um, yeah, so we, we went and hired Matt and he's basically our full-time, you know, curling odds maker. He does some other stuff as well, but, um, you know, he does, he does a fantastic job. We've already got odds up for the briar. He had them out as soon as the, the field was announced and, yeah, it's, it's been something that's that's been really popular and, and we're happy to be a leader. Like we know that there's other companies out there that, that come in and they, they see that we've created the odds and they steal them verbatim. How do I know that? Because when we make a mistake, they post the same mistake. So, you know, <laughs> it's, it, nah, that happens in the industry. But if you have a, you have a company that's, that's first to market and a, is a leader, um, you know, you get a little bit of credit that way. So we've been, uh, we've been really fortunate, um, really happy with, with how things are going. And we only look to expand our, uh, our curling coverage as we go forward. Yeah, cool. I'll bring Kevin in here in a sec. One more question. What's everyone betting on in curling? What's what's sort of go-to bet all the time? Yeah, there's a go-to bet. People love just to bet multiple favorites and parlay them in a ticket. And as you guys just pointed out, you went 0-3 and, and 1-2 and yesterday, and we love to see that because <laughs> <laughs> on a parlay ticket, eventually somebody's going to mess you up. You know, you have to win every single one of them. So the first thing I'd recommend to people is stop betting parlay tickets. It's great for the book, bad for business, right. but I want to tell people as a you know, stop betting parlays. Bet the single game. It doesn't give you the big, exciting payout but it's a more profitable strategy. Yeah, and I will agree 100%. Yeah, Par- Parlay, by the way, folks, is when you make one bet, but you got to pick more than one team. Yeah, you need multiple outcomes to happen. And and how many times this, this Olympics did you guys get all your picks right on a given day? Wrong, as Kevin would say, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we were, we were pretty close a couple of times, I think. Uh, yeah, listen, that is the gambler attitude, and I love to hear, well, you know, if this had to happen. You won't believe it. I won three and I lost the fourth. No way. I can't believe that. Oh, well, one, I, I'm not a gambler, so at, 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 uh, but 
when something when something happens like in the mixed doubles where a team that wins that you're really not expecting, in this case Italy, which is gra- great that they did, and, and we've congratulated them wholeheartedly. But from the betting side of things, when a team that probably would be out of the ten team field maybe ranked seventh or eighth, what what does that mean to a better? Say I'm putting a hundred dollars down. Um, cause I, I simply don't, I'm not a better. What does that mean to me? I don't know. I can't remember what the exact odds were, but I think they were the longest shot in the field. So if you bet a hundred dollars on that team before the tournament started, you probably would have turned that into eight or 10 grand wow. to be completely honest. Like the, their odds would have been pretty high. It's interesting because not many people do. If they're the, if they're the biggest underdog, you know, people don't usually bet on them. People bet on, you know, the top two or three favorites and they think, well, if this team is, you know, fourth on the list and their odds are yeah, four or five to, or eight to one or 10 to one even, you know, maybe I get a little bit of value there. You don't get a whole lot of bets on the 80 or 100 to one long shots. So, you know, a little nice vacation for you and your family, I guess, if you had to put $100 down on it. But uh, yeah, not, not a lot of people would have done that for sure. But I mean, that's the excitement of it. You know, you hear about all these betting underdog stories. Um, you know, I go back to one, the one that stands out the most to me is the St. Louis Blues Stanley Cup a few years ago. At Christmas, they were dead last on the odds table at about 85 to 1. And then they came back and won. So some people did did, did well with that. It puts, uh, I, you, I heard you guys use the, the term skin in the game uh, a little bit earlier. And that's what it does. It makes uh, makes something that you may not have watched before um, very, very interesting. So I think that it can also bring new eyes to the sport for people who maybe weren't uh, you know as focused before as well. Right. I, lo- I love the long shot. I'm, I'm, I'm your best customer, believe me. Yeah. <laughs> Warren? Yeah, great, Chris, to have you on with us. Thanks for joining us. A couple of things. First one that I'm curious about. So in curling, we have this, quote, tradition (laughs) where people can concede a game before the regulation time actually falls into place. How does that impact the, the betting world? Oh, it drives some people crazy. What you have to do when you, when you when you have a betting website or or you know a standalone casino or whatever when you go to Las Vegas, there's some house rules. Um, so you know for curling, uh, whatever you know, if as long as it's within the rules, whatever the posted score is by the by the organizer by the governing body, that's the end of the game. So you know I've had it happen before where. Uh, you know, you bet over 12, but at some point it's nine to one and, and there's still a bunch of ends left and you're like, oh, this is going to happen for sure. Next thing you know, they're shaking hands and the TV feed is switching to another sheet and there you go. That's, you know, <laughs> that's that's the game you play. But um, yeah, so, you know, for, for curling and, and for pretty much any sport, yeah, whatever the, the final score is, no matter how they get there, as long as it's within the rules, then then that's how it is. And, and there's there's a term called a bad beat and there's plenty of those to go around. Well, interesting. So the sport of curling, this is uh, more or less kind of a, kind of your first foray into it to any large degree. Did you see the increase in betting over the last couple of weeks with the Olympics and our show and that type of thing? And sort of how do you see betting with curling going in the future? Well, first of all, definitely. And, and the fact that you guys have been, been talking about winners and losers and, and all that. I mean, we've had a great relationship with the folks at Sportsnet and now by extension through you guys. So it's been fantastic. Uh, I think it's been an absolutely wonderful partnership. So, yes, we have seen the excitement. We've seen, you know, people talking on social media when when you guys post your clips about about wins and losses and, and I'm going to bet on this or that's a bad bet. So all that is uh, all that is really exciting. And for the future, I mean, you know, we are we're dialed in here and we want to offer odds on as many events as possible. So it started, it was just, you know, world championship Olympic Scotty's Briar. 
you know, and we mix in the curling trials. Now you try, we try to do some of the grand slams, anything that's, that's getting coverage. Uh, we want to offer odds on it. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's going to be more if that answers the question. Like the, the idea is to get, get as much, get as much out there in terms of, uh, in terms of coverage. And I think that's, you know, that's good for, I think it's good for the sport. I think it's, I think, if you look at sports like um, or, or leagues like the National Football League, once you know gambling has always been a part of what they do, and now they finally embraced it because they realized the eye, the eyes and the attention and all the daily fantasy stuff. And and it's you know if you're not a gambler, you still have to notice that your your traditional broadcast has changed. They're talking about odds. They're talking about where the money's going. Um, so, you know, you mentioned Dana White, if you watch a UFC fight now, they're talking about the odds with the fighters, which not really something that ever would have happened before. So, uh, it's coming, I think, whether people really like it or not. Um, sometimes it's a little overexposed. I actually, I actually wish there was a little bit less of that, but, um, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's certainly something that's, that's, you're going to see more of in the future. Hey, curling, hey, curling world. There's a new sheriff in town and it's called cool bets. Okay. Uh, Chris Abbott has been our guest. We really appreciate this, Chris. Um, I'm wondering if you have a feature. Uh, do, do you get a little bonus like frequent flyer points if you frequently lose? Okay, do I get a free bet somewhere, Chris? Okay, that's what I need from you guys. Absolutely. Just just check your email. Check your email. We certainly uh, send out promotions uh, from time to time based on customer segments. And uh, the repeated loser is certainly a customer segment that we look after. Right on. Uh, well, thanks. We've been doing it each and every day on this and, and making picks. And uh, and we really appreciate you coming on board with this. Thank you to CoolBet for supporting curling. And I know it's going to be a long relationship. Chris, thanks for joining us uh, this morning. And uh, I'll be calling you. Okay. I'll be calling you for sure. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. My pleasure. My pleasure. We're, we're transparent. So if there's any, ever anything I can do, you guys just let me know. Uh, there you go, boys. Something to think about. I feel like I've met a new best friend. Okay. I'm going to get close to this guy. We'll be right, we'll be right back. Speaking of picks, we got to look at those and what else is happening. Stick around. Uh, well, welcome back, everybody. What a cool guy. Do you get it, Kev? Okay, that's lame. Right. You bet he's cool. Yeah, you be- there you go. Uh-huh. You bet he's cool. I, I love <laughs> Household Express. Good God, you started. You bet he's cool, Kevin. They're going to change their logo. And the lizard, you're on fire, okay? You've come up with a bunch of stuff. Uh, the lizard, by the way, is uh, Warren because he has six or seven screens. And Kevin pointed out that he can dart around and look at all the, all the laptops that he has going. Again, thanks a lot to Chris Abbott from CoolBet for coming on. So let's get to your picks, boys. We've got a couple of games coming up. The men's gold, of course, is Sweden and Great Britain. Uh, how's Great Britain doing, men and women? How are they doing right now? Okay, that country. And the women's bronze game is between Swiss and Sweden. Are you going to give us your prediction? Well, you know, that is obviously really tough to pick. Both teams are on fire. But somebody has to win. And uh, so I'm going to pick Great Britain to win that game. But would it surprise me if Sweden won it? No. But... I'm going to pick, I'm going to stick with uh, Bruce Mallett because, boy, are they curling good. How about you, Warren? Well, I'm afraid I'm not going to differ much from Kevin. I know Aden and that team have been lights out, but uh, the buzzsaw, Mallett, he's going to come in probably at about 94% in the game, which he has in just about every game. So if you've got a skip that's shooting that kind of percentage, they're going to be really, really difficult to beat, even though Aden will probably be not far behind him. But I'm going to have to go with Great Britain as well. Yeah. Now what am I supposed to do, Kevin? Okay, uh, if I went with you earlier in the week, you're fantastic. 
And then you you took a dump <laughs> yesterday. I'll give you some advice. Take Sweden. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go backwards and take Sweden. Okay. The women's bronze, Swiss and uh, Sweden, Warren. Wow. Well, I would have thought uh, 24 hours ago these two teams would be talking about playing in the gold medal game. So a big surprise for us this morning with both of them. Hasselberg, she's done some funny things this week, but I mean, I, I, I watched the uh, Swiss game, uh, Pats and Terrazzoni, and they look like a deer in the headlights uh, from about the third end on. So I'm thinking probably Anna Hasselberg will get it together, so I'm going to go with Sweden. Kevin? Well, just to make it fun, because I don't know either on this one, they're, they're completely even, those two teams. I'll certainly go with uh, with the team from Switzerland, but boy, it's going to be a tough one to pick. These are great games. What good matchups! Wonderful stuff to watch, and it was sure fun calling the uh, the game earlier today. That uh, twelve eleven rocker. So this should be a good one too. I'll take Switzerland. I think both those games earlier today would go under the uh, category that we talked about a couple of days ago. Curling wasn't that great, but they're really entertaining. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'll tell you why Cool Bet loves me when I make a bet. Here's what I'm picking for both the gold medal games. Italy and Denmark. Yeah, get in there, Jim. Yeah, okay. <laughs> We're going to send a limo for you to place bets, buddy. Uh, congratulations to Jennifer Jones, though, and Brad Gushu. You know, we had this really interesting tweet from Rachel Holman, right, where she said, you don't realize I'm, I'm speechless and I'm almost in a dark place. You know how, how disappointing it was for her and uh, it is quite an accomplishment, Kevin, to go to the Olympics, you know, regardless of how you do. Um, you, well, you went through it, Kev. You've got to be proud if you get there. Oh, absolutely. No, enjoy it. Time of your life. And, and everybody can't be on the podium. There's only room for three. And uh, sometimes you're, you just don't, don't make it, and that, that's okay. Right. But the uh, teams did well. I'm really proud of Brad Gushu. He, uh, he really played uh, an amazing bronze game. I didn't know if they'd be able to, to come back after such a devastating loss, but Boy, they did, and good on them. Yeah, and congratulations to you, Kev, gold medal winner. And Warren, to you, uh, people don't understand, if they haven't been listening, that you were the guy who got curling into the Olympics. And you've written a book about it, Sticks and Stones, and it's all about curling and the Olympics, correct? Yes, it is. Uh, I won't take full credit for that, Jim. I was one of about five people that were very involved in getting curling into the Olympics. But uh, Ray Kingsmith from Calgary and I were the two guys that initiated it in the early 80s to get it into Calgary in 88. So I was part of that whole thing. And Sticks and Stones tells the whole story. So yeah, this is, uh, this is always an interesting time for me because of the struggle we went through for almost 10 years to get curling accepted and then to be able to watch it is uh, pretty amazing. Right on. We're going to do it a few more days. Kev, you hang in there. Warren, you hang in there. Uh, with, with, there's a few more days left in the, in the games. We look forward to that. Thank, uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. The show drops uh, every day until uh, the end of the games. Thank you again, everybody, and thanks to CoolBet. They are a proud sponsor of curling and, frankly, all things ice-related. The logo is a polar bear, after all. That'll give it away. If you love sports, make sure you join the thousands of people already enjoying life inside the CoolBet community. So if you feel so inclined, do what I do. Uh, get over there to the website and lay down some bets on curling. Uh, reminder, we'd love to hear from you inside curling at gmail.com. Uh, you can drop us a line, uh, check out our Facebook group and our Facebook page. Rod Paulson has been looking after that for us. Thank you very much. Uh, and we do read your emails and uh, we have a contest. If we do read your email, Warren, they're going to get an e-copy of your book, correct? That's correct. And man, have we been getting uh, emails the last couple of days. So keep them coming, but it uh, gives me something to do for sure. We've always said, who better to ask questions and to Kevin and Warren, our two World Curling Hall of Famers, and who worse to uh, ask Kevin to give you his picks for curling? He's no good anymore. 
<laughs> I'm going. I had a tough yeah, day. You did. Oh. I had a, <laughs> tough day at the office. I'll tell you what's not a tough day is me. I'm going golfing. Okay, I'm going golfing. We'll talk. We'll talk to everyone again tomorrow. Take it easy, boys. See you later. Thanks, Jimmy. Hit him straight. Thanks, man. Thanks, Jim.